This is a LibriVox.org recording by D. E. Whitcower. Thus Spake Zarathustra by Friedrich Nietzsche, translated by Thomas Common. Chapter 65 The Magician 1. When, however, Zarathustra had gone round a rock, then saw he on the same path not far below him a man who threw his limbs about like a maniac, and at last tumbled to the ground on his belly. Halt! said then Zarathustra to his heart. He there must surely be the higher man. From him came that dreadful cry of distress. I will see if I can help him. When, however, he ran to the spot where the man lay on the ground, he found a trembling old man with fixed eyes. And in spite of all Zarathustra's efforts to lift him and set him again on his feet, it was all in vain. The unfortunate one, also, did not seem to notice that someone was beside him. On the contrary, he continually looked around with moving gestures, like one forsaken, and isolated from all the world. At last, however, after much trembling and convulsion and curling himself up, he began to lament thus. Who warmth me, who loveth me still? Give ardent fingers, give heartening charcoal warmers, prone, outstretched, trembling, like him half-dead and cold, whose feet one warmth, and shaken, ah, by unfamiliar fevers, shivering with sharpened, icy, cold frost-arrows, by thee pursued, my fancy, ineffable, recondite, sore-frightening, thou huntsman, hind the cloud-banks, now lightning-struck by thee, thou mocking eye, that me in darkness watcheth. Thus do I lie, bend myself, twist myself, convulsed with all eternal torture, and smitten by thee, cruelest huntsman, thou unfamiliar god. Smite deeper, smite yet once more, pierce through and rend my heart, what meaneth this torture with dull indented arrows? Why lookst thou hither, of human pain not weary, with mischief-loving godly flash-glances? Not murder wilt thou, but torture. Torture? For why? Me torture thou, mischief-loving, unfamiliar god. Ha! Ha! Thou stealest nigh in midnight's gloomy hour. What wilt thou? Speak! Thou crowdst me, pressest. Ha! Now far too closely, thou hearst me breathing, thou o'erhearst my heart, thou ever jealous one, of what prey ever jealous, off, off, for why the latter wouldst thou get in, to heart, in, clamber, to mine own secretest conceptions, in, clamber, shameless one, thou unknown one, thief, what seekest thou by thy stealing? What seekest thou by thy hearkening? What seekest thou by thy torturing, thou torturer, thou hangman, God? Or shall I, as the mastiffs do, roll before thee, and cringing and raptured frantical, my tail friendly waggle in vain? Goad further, cruelest goader. No dog thy game, just am I, cruelest huntsman. 
thou proudest of captives, thou robber hind the cloud banks. Speak finally, thou lightning-veiled one, thou unknown one. Speak, what wilt thou, highway ambusher, from me, what wilt thou, unfamiliar god? What? Ransom gold, how much of ransom gold solicit? much that bit my pride and be concise that bit mine other pride ha ha me wants thou me entire ha ha and torturest me fool that thou art dead torturest quite my pride give love to me who warmth me still who loved me still give ardent fingers give heartening charcoal warmers give me the lonesomest, the ice, ah, sevenfold frozen ice, for very enemies, for foes doth make one thirst. Give, yield to me, cruelest foe, thyself. Away! There fled he surely, my final only comrade. My greatest foe, mine unfamiliar, my hangman god. Nay, come thou back, with all of thy great tortures, to me the last of lonesome ones. Oh, come thou back! All my hot tears in streamlets trickle their course to thee, And all my final hearty fervor upgloweth to thee. O come thou back, mine unfamiliar God, my pain, my final bliss. 2. Here, however, Zarathustra could no longer restrain himself. He took his staff and struck the wailer with all his might. Stop this, he cried to him with wrathful laughter. Stop this, thou stage-player, thou false coiner, thou liar from the very heart. I know thee well. I will soon make warm legs to thee, thou evil magician. I know well how to make it hot for such as thou. Leave off, said the old man, and sprang up from the ground. Strike me no more, O Zarathustra. I did it only for amusement. That kind of thing belongeth to mine art. Thee thyself I wanted to put to the proof when I gave this performance, and verily thou hast well detected me. But thou thyself hast given me no small proof of thyself. Thou art hard, thou wise Zarathustra. Hard strikest thou with thy truths. Thy cudgel forceth from me this truth. Flatter not, answered Zarathustra, still excited and frowning, thou stage-player from the heart. Thou art false. Why speakest thou of truth? Thou peacock of peacocks, thou sea of vanity, what didst thou represent before me, thou evil magician? Whom was I meant to believe in when thou wailedst in such wise? The penitent in spirit, said the old man. It was him I represented. Thou thyself once devisedst this expression. The poet and magician who at last turneth his spirit against himself, the transformed one who freezeth to death by his bad science and conscience. And just acknowledge it. It was long, O Zarathustra, before thou discoveredst my trick and lie, thou believedst in my distress when thou heldest my head with both thy hands. I heard thee lament. We have loved him too little, loved him too little. Because I so far deceived thee, my wickedness rejoiced in me. Thou mayest have deceived subtler ones than I, 
said Zarathustra sternly, I am not on my guard against deceivers. I have to be without precaution, so willeth my lot. Thou, however, must deceive, so far do I know thee. Thou must ever be equivocal, trivocal, quadrivocal, and quinquivocal. Even what thou hast now confessed is not nearly true enough, nor false enough, for me. Thou bad false coiner, how couldst thou do otherwise? Thy very malady wouldst thou whitewash if thou showed thyself naked to thy physician. Thus didst thou whitewash thy lie before me, when thou saidst, I did so only for amusement. There was also seriousness therein, thou art something of a penitent in spirit. I divine thee well. Thou hast become the enchanter of all the world, but for thyself thou hast no lie or artifice left. Thou art disenchanted to thyself. Thou hast reaped disgust as thy one truth. No word in thee is any longer genuine, but thy mouth is so. That is to say, the disgust that cleaveth unto thy mouth. Who art thou at all? cried here the old magician with defiant voice. Who dareth to speak thus unto me, the greatest man now living? And a green flash shot from his eye at Zarathustra. But immediately after he changed, and said sadly, O oh, Zarathustra, I am weary of it. I am disgusted with mine arts. I am not great. Why do I dissemble? But thou knowest it well, I sought for greatness. A great man I wanted to appear, and persuaded many. But the lie hath been beyond my power, on it do I collapse. O Zarathustra, everything is a lie in me. But that I collapse. This, my collapsing, is genuine. It honoureth thee said Zarathustra gloomily, looking down with sidelong glance. It honoureth thee that thou soughtest for greatness, but it betrayeth thee also. Thou art not great. Thou bad old magician, that is the best and the honestest thing I honour in thee, that thou hast become weary of thyself, and hast expressed it. I am not great. Therein do I honour thee as a penitent in spirit. And although only for the twinkling of an eye, in that one moment wast thou genuine. But tell me, what seekest thou here in my forests and rocks? And if thou hast put thyself in my way, what proof of me wouldst thou have? Wherein didst thou put me to the test? Thus spake Zarathustra, and his eyes sparkled. But the old magician kept silent for a while. Then said he, Did I put thee to the test? I seek only. O oh, Zarathustra, I seek a genuine one, a right one, a simple one, an unequivocal one, a man of perfect honesty, a vessel of wisdom, a saint of knowledge, a great man. 
Knowest thou it not of Zarathustra? I seek Zarathustra. And here there arose a long silence between them. Zarathustra, however, became profoundly absorbed in thought, so that he shut his eyes. But afterwards, coming back to the situation, he grasped the hand of the magician, and said, full of politeness and policy, Well, up thither leadeth the way. There is the cave of Zarathustra. In it mayest thou seek him, whom thou wouldst fain find. And ask counsel of mine animals, mine eagle, and my serpent. They shall help thee to seek. My cave, however, is large. I myself, to be sure, I have as yet seen no great man. That which is great, the acutest eye, is at present insensible to it. It is the kingdom of the populace. Many one have I found who stretched and inflated himself. And the people cried, Behold, a great man! But what good do all bellows do? The wind cometh out at last. At last bursteth the frog which hath inflated itself too long. Then cometh out the wind. To prick a swollen one in the belly I call a good pastime. Hear that, ye boys? Our to-day is of the populace. Who still knoweth what is great, and what is small? Who could there seek successfully for greatness, a fool only? It succeedeth with fools. Thou seekest for great men, thou strange fool. Who taught that to thee? Is to-day the time for it? O oh, thou bad seeker, why dost thou tempt me? Thus spake Zarathustra, comforted in his heart, and went laughing on his way. End chapter 65 This recording is in the public domain.